Y'all, when it comes to building an author platform, it's so easy for us to make comparisons. We think, she sold more books than me. She had a bigger launch team than me. She's getting a lot more engagement on social. And on and on it goes. So today, I'm thrilled to bring my new friend and author, Shannon Popkin, onto the show. Shannon is the co-author of Influence, Building a Platform that Elevates Jesus, and also the author of Comparison Girl, Lessons from Jesus on Me-Free Living in a Measure-Up World. She also recently launched a new podcast called Live Like It's True. And y'all, shout out to Athena at Redemption Press. She mentioned Shannon at this summer's Spark Conference for Christian Podcasters. Shannon had presented a keynote talk at her conference called The Goal of Hearing Well Done, Not Well Ranked. It was so good. And then also shout out to our mutual friend, Katie Reed, who heard my podcast after it launched and recommended Shannon as a guest to me. I'm so appreciative of my relationships with amazing authors and podcasters. So y'all, Shannon lives out both the influence and comparison girl messages so beautifully, and I cannot wait for you to hear from her. So let's get to it. Hey, Shannon, welcome to the Book Marketing Mania podcast. I am so glad you're here today. Kim, it is a joy to be with you. Hey, I want to ask before we get started, could you share a little fun fact about yourself that people might not know from following you online? (laughs) Sure. Okay, so this is a weird thing about me. I really love it when my coffee cup matches the room I'm in. Oh, is wow. that like a little weird or what? So oh, like, that's super fun. <laughs> so I like have separate coffee cups for my office versus my living room. I don't know. There's just something very calming. I love my coffee and I love to feel like my, <laughs> isn't that weird? I don't know. No, I shared, that's super fun. I, I love coffee that. Too. I shared that on a, a another podcast and the host was like, okay, you and I are complete opposites. I have just like, I have this collection of coffee cups from everywhere I've come from. And so anyway, <laughs> we're all different, oh, right? Oh, all so you must have a lot of coffee cups, right? Well, no, I just have, you know, I have a few that work in you. Uh-huh. <laughs> like if I'm going to go sit in the living room, well, I have those coffee cups. <laughs> oh gosh. That's a really That's fun weird, fact. right? <laughs> no, it's a I very love weird, it. Yeah, it's I a love very coffee too. So I can appreciate that. <laughs> okay. So, you know, Shannon, our listeners are all nonfiction authors and as you are, and Mm -hmm. they're at different parts of their journey. They might be um, launching their books right now, marketing. They may be just in the middle of writing them and building a platform. And I know, as you know, as an author, you get kind of wrapped up in all the things that go into book marketing. And Mm -hmm. we start having a tendency to compare ourselves to others, especially in the social media world. So that's why I wanted to first off talk to you about, because you did literally write the book about platform and our influence that we have and keeping our eyes on Jesus, other places they shouldn't be from away from our calling. So I wanted to just to ask you about that. If you could maybe just set the tone for this whole conversation and talk to us about what you think um, it means to build a platform that elevates Jesus. Sure. So on the cover of our influence book, the title is Influence Building a Platform that Elevates Jesus. I mean, on the cover, we have a lifeguard stand and that's on purpose. We opened with a little story uh, where my daughter, my daughter, um, 
looked up at a lifeguard stand. She's about three or four and said, that's the king, isn't it, daddy? (laughs) Because it was this chair that was lifted up and it just looked so important to her, right? And so the metaphor of platform is that you're lifted up, that you can be seen and heard, right? That's that's the metaphor, Mm -hmm. whether it's a literal platform or not. But as Christian authors, our platform is a little bit different you know, just like a lifeguard who's lifted up, they're not up there to like be modeling their life jacket. And it'd be really weird if they had this, look at me, I'm so cool. I'm a lifeguard, right? Kind of attitude. They are elevated so that they can be seen and heard, but they're there to serve. So they're watching the little kids who are running too fast and saying, Hey, slow down. And you know, the, the person who's drowning, they're the first one to see and notice and get in the water. So as Christian influencers, our platform, it just serves a different purpose because there we are there to serve other people, which lifts Jesus high. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. So um, you also wrote the book on comparison and how of the comparison girl lessons from Jesus on me free living in a measure up world. And so since you literally wrote the book on that, I know it's probably something you have struggled with <laughs> Shannon as an author, oh, yeah. as all of us do, because we do get into that. Um, especially in our social media world today, where we see what everybody's doing at every minute possible and uh, how many followers they have and how many books they're selling and all the things. And we can certainly get wrapped up into the comparison trap. So I know from your book that you have lots of lessons for our audience today. And I would just love to um, let you just share anything that might be on your heart just about how we can get caught up in the comparison game with marketing our books and what biblical encouragement you might share with our listeners to kind of get through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, several things come to mind, but I think it, it can be so tricky because we set out with this great heart to serve other people, right? We have this burning um, message and passion to encourage other people and to lift them up. And then somewhere midstream, when we get to work at like sharing this message and letting others know about it, well, we can get all tangled up with comparing and wanting it. Like the two themes are kind of intertwined mm-hmm. in my mind, like the um, the whole, like, why are we building a platform and comparing? Because we're building a platform and we're glancing sideways. How am I doing? How am I doing? Oh, how is she doing? (laughs) Right. And how am I doing in comparison to her? And wait, why does she have more numbers than I do? And Mm -hmm. it just can be so it's like this, uh, this tidal wave in our hearts or like the undertow Uh where you're just pulled further out and further out. And you don't even realize that it's happening. You just were there, you know, you just, maybe you started out just putting your, your big toe in the idea of writing or sharing a message and then you're you're ankle deep and then, and then you're swimming and you don't even realize you've been pulled out into this dangerous territory Mm -hmm. of comparing. And I do call it dangerous because I think that comparison can sidetrack us and get us so off uh, doing something other than we set out to do, or that Jesus intended for us to do. Mm-hmm. We can, we can get so wrapped up in looking at the numbers and trying to promote and try and, and like that can actually overshadow the actual work that God called us to do, mm-hmm. which was writing the book in the first place, you know? Um, and, and we can feel discouraged by that. We can have a false sense of discouragement um, <clears throat> or a false sense of pride. 
as though, mm. you know, numbers mean that we are more valued in the kingdom of God. They don't, right? We all have value and place and a place to serve, and it might look different than somebody else. Um, so if I could just offer another little metaphor that I like mm. to use in my comparison girl book, um, picture a measuring cup, a glass measuring cup, and your cup is next to another author's. And, you know, you have a, a bunch of gifts and resources in your measuring cup. And so does she, and they do not, they're mismatched. They don't match up. She has gifts that you don't have. You have gifts that she doesn't have. And the problem comes when we start putting value statements mm -hmm. on, oh, I'm a better storyteller, you know, as if that carries more value or she's better at. Um, curating great information mm -hmm. and they're, they're just different. They're not, not, it's not as though one is more valued than the other. We're just different. And so we're called to different purposes. And I think what we need to do as Christian authors is just continually remind ourselves, okay, what did I set out to do here? Mm -hmm. It was not to lift myself up. And God did not give me more of something in my measuring cup that I might feel better about myself mm -hmm. or less that I might feel less about myself, right? It, it, he just gave me what's in my cup was meant that I might serve. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you picture that measuring cup tipped to one side, suddenly the lines are not relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's when we have our cups side by side and we're looking at the lines and we're always comparing, always measuring that keeps us from actually doing the serving. But in reverse, when we tip our measuring cup and we begin to serve, then it frees us from the whole comparison thing. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whenever we see all see measuring cups from now on, we're going to have that in our <laughs> minds, right? To stop yeah, us, which is I, good. Yeah. Uh, and I know this probably kind of answered this um, question, but how would you say, like, just from your experience, how we can be inspired by others instead of, you know, seeing what they're doing and being jealous or even mm -hmm. intimidated mm -hmm. by, you know, whenever you see that, that, that happens, whenever that, I guess, whenever it does come up, you know, next time you're scrolling social media and you, and you see something that makes you feel those feelings, what do you mm -hmm. suggest for the listeners to do? Yeah. Well, you know, I do think sometimes when there, there can be a certain person that you're fixated on. I remember early on when my first book launched, I, uh, my husband would call me in the middle of the day and he'd be like, Oh, you're at 15,000 on Amazon. My ranking, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, whoever knew you'd get so excited about being you know, in place 15,000, uh -huh. but, um, he would just, I don't know, for some reason he would just watch that. I think that he's probably more com competitive than I uh -huh. am. You know? Um, but then I, one day I said, Hey, check so-and-so's book. Cause uh -huh. I know hers learned hers launched right around the same time as mine. And he would go, Oh, she's at, you know, whatever number. <clears throat> and so it became this thing that we did. Uh -huh. He, I would say, okay, where's my number? And then go check hers. And I started to notice that I would either inflate or deflate <laughs> based uh -huh. on what her number was. I'd feel better about myself if her number was lower or, you know, not so good about myself if her number was higher. And I just realized like, okay, this is not productive, mm -hmm. right? She has no idea I'm doing this. It's just this random thing that we were first time authors and our books came out at the same uh -huh. time. Like that doesn't really, why, would, <laughs> why am I doing this? And so I really did need to just take a break on that. And I needed to just stop. That's not productive. That's sideways glancing. And it just gets me off mission. But I, I think, 
you know, you asked, what should we do when those feelings of envy or Mm -hmm. intimidation or maybe, you know, too also pride, we can't Mm -hmm. say that that never happens either. Right. Right. And so, um, when you're sitting at a table, let's say, just picture yourself, you're at a, a writer's conference or someplace where authors are gathering and you're sitting around the table and you're looking at, okay, this person over here just launched a book. That person launched a book and you're finding, you know, you're, of course you're talking about these things and you start to feel that envy rising. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just recognizing like, okay, we are all sitting at this t- table here as teammates. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like on a, you know, a football team or a volleyball team or whatever sort of team, we all have different positions to be playing. We're different. We're all on the same team. And I think if we can just stop putting value statements in our differences uh-huh. and start noticing, okay, let, let me hear, oh, she's talking about, she has this passion for this cause. I don't know anything about that cause. Like mm-hmm. I can celebrate and champion her. Oh, she's the one who writes about injustice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this one over here, she's the one she's called to write encouragement. She, you know, sends out prayer emails and encouragement. And, and I, you know, I don't know as much about prayer as her, uh-huh. this one over here. And, and just sort of <laughs> noticing the uniqueness and the unique callings that God has given each of us. And, and detach all of that from how many numbers, how many followers, how many sales it really, you know, it could be that God has called me to write books that don't sell as many copies mm-hmm. like yes. that very that well be might be, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. very well might be. And I mean, I write Bible studies, so uh-huh. yeah, I mean, those are not going to be like bestsellers by Bible. I mean, just, just by essence of that, I write Bible studies, I have shrunk my audience Mm -hmm. and, but that's what I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. And even if the number of people who read my Bible studies and are are changed by my Bible studies, maybe that is a smaller number, but I mean, that is a very rewarding endeavor. Mm -hmm. And if that's what God has called me to do, then so be it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if he has called me to be a best-selling author with far more influence, well, then I need to steward that really well. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just different. There is no value statement associated with the numbers and the response of the market to our work. Yeah, I think that's that's a great reminder to steward um, what he has given us really well versus, mm-hmm. you know, we we forget that part and we are on to the next, you know, what else could he possibly give us versus let's just sit uh, here and enjoy what he has given us. Yeah, and steward right. it well. And, and one more thing on that, I just, I think the fruit of the kingdom grows differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if my goal is set on the first three months after a book launches, Mm -hmm. if that's really what I'm going for and going after, and that's it, my, my goals and the way that I measure my success will be different than if I recognize that the fruit will be accumulated in heaven, Mm -hmm. right? Like the, it, it will be weighed and measured in heaven. I mean, I, the fruit of the kingdom, it's Jesus compares us to sowers who toss out seeds. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the seed falls into really soft soil where it it multiplies and grows. And other times it, we toss seed out and it falls on rocky ground. And really we're not given some great strategy Mm -hmm. on how we're just told to toss out the seed. 
the the goal of the parable of the sower is not like, okay, so here's what you do. You toss it over this way, or you wait until you're here. No, it's just toss out the seed. Mm -hmm. And God is the one who sovereignly ordains where that seed falls and what fruit grows up. And the other thing that is interesting about that parable is at the end, the fruit um, some of the, some of the seed multiplies like a hundredfold. So like, there's just this enormous amount of fruit picture, a basket with a hundred apples in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just tossed out one little seed and that's how it works with the kingdom of God. You know, you might write one little message that sinks into a heart and changes the whole trajectory of that person's life. And they go on to influence hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And you, you just will have no idea until we get to heaven, how much your work meant and what, you know, what God's calling on your life actually was. And so I, I like to picture all of the people who are going to hear well done, good and faithful servant, and yet had no idea that they had done well mm-hmm. <laughs> here on earth. They were just doing their little tiny task and finishing the le- the next sentence or the next book or the next blog post and doing their work for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being so joyful where we're at and not, yeah, looking mm-hmm. with a sideways glance. And that just leads kind of just perfectly into the next thing that I did want to talk to Shannon about for everybody is um, after launching uh, several books now that you've written and launched, you, um, I know, have done some kind of creative things with your launch teams. And I know that's mm-hmm. certainly another yeah. area we like to compare in and and, mm-hmm. and try to have big numbers in. And we like, I love how you just said, like, you just never know who you're impacting. And then, of course, what revolve, what, you know, domino effect they have it impacting others as well. So I think about that a lot with launch teams and just, you never know, right. What that's such a short time period where you're with a a great group of people and you never know the impact, Mm -hmm. Um, but we will know it one day, but that's what I wanted to ask you about is just, I know you had a couple of things that you have seen successful in your launch teams to get them engaged with sharing your content and reviewing your content. So would you share uh, what you can? And I do want to applaud you again for sharing, like, this is something that I feel like some people are like, these are trade secrets. Do not tell how we ran a launch (laughs) team. You know, so I'm so excited for you to talk about this. <laughs> well, thank you. I, and I know, I know that's, you know, part of what you do, Kim. So I could be learning a lot from you, I know. <laughs> um, but I just have, you know, I have always wanted to do launch teams just so that I wasn't alone, mm-hmm. right? When I was doing this thing that it was so, such a big part of my heart and releasing it out into the world. In fact, I'm getting ready to launch a podcast and I'm like, I want a team. I want to do a launch team for my podcast. I just have, I just, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm actually in the process of just, you know, um, inviting some to be in, and I'm going to keep it a really small little group, but just so that I'm not alone doing Mm -hmm. this. Right. But, um, my heart for the whole, time with my, with my launch team is that I could serve them. Mm -hmm. So that's just really the, the mind frame I try to have is how can I serve them? How can I encourage them? And this last launch team that I did was during COVID. I launched a book during COVID and we were all, it was right at the beginning. It was May, 2020. And um, so we were all stuck at home and I thought, well, all of my speaking engagements got canceled and what can I do here? So I just decided I was going to I had, I had kind of thought I wouldn't do a launch team, Mm -hmm. but I had lots of time now. And I led uh, an online study with that team. Like I went through the whole book with them and I would not have had time to do that. Uh Um, And so, you know, it just was a way I could serve them in this unique time. Um, 
But I think just making myself available and encouraging them, cheering them on, that's mm-hmm. a great way. That's just a great mind frame rather than what am I going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Like, what yes. am I? And, and also like just noting, you know, my publisher is a smaller publisher. Uh, I'm, I've been published with Kriegel Publications uh-huh. and they never offered um, assistance with a launch team. So this was uh-huh. something I was just managing on my own but I still wanted to do it because I'm pretty social and I love doing that sort of thing. So, but my launch team was going to look different than somebody else's Mm because I was funding it, you know, and I, it was my time. And so, uh, you know, looking at how someone else's success with their launch team, like that, it's just, they're just different, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just had to, had to reconcile like, okay, this is just what I can do mm-hmm. with my time. And I'm just going to invest where I am and what I have. I don't have enough money to have 500 people on the launch team, but uh-huh. I did have enough money to have. I think I had, I don't know, 80 some uh-huh. on my last launch team. And, and so that was really fun. It mm-hmm. was a, a manageable size for me. And I sent out, you know, a, a gift box for them and just had fun with it. And I just Uh chose what I could afford within my budget. And it was great. Yeah. That's definitely what we've seen is just, it's not the numbers that make a big difference in there, right? Because you can have a big number and only a small number might be sharing and engaging in the group. So yeah, I think 80 is a great number and what fun to get to engage with you as they go through the book that they're reading. Cause I know that's so important for, for the author to be involved. That's the whole reason they want to help you launch that. Well, and did you say at one time in one of your launch teams that you the had coach, like coaches? The coaches. That's what yes. I was trying to remember. Yeah. Like some kind yeah. of a small group, something. Okay. How did that mm-hmm. go? Yeah. It was just an idea that I had because, you know, as the author, it feels a little awkward to be asking for things. Uh-huh. Right. And there were also, again, I had a heart to serve. There were several women in the group that I knew were planning to be launching books of their own someday. And so I knew that, you know, these were people that I could invest in and, and then they might be able to invest in me in a different mm-hmm. way. So I selected those that I just, I saw a lot of potential in them. I wanted to know them better and asked if they would be coaches on my launch team. And then what we did is just divided up the team into, I think I had four coaches mm-hmm. and these are all ministry leaders themselves. And so they then their job was just to be reaching out to the different launch team members and encouraging them and asking if they had questions. And so like I could duplicate my time times Mm -hmm. four. Right. But then also they were, it was a little bit less awkward for me since I was leading this on my own. Um, I, I wouldn't have been tracking people down and saying, Hey, have you left your review? Yeah. You know, that's just hard. That's awkward. But what we did is like on lunch day, we did a contest. And so Mm -hmm. they were all, we had a, you know, in our Facebook group, we had a poll, I think it was where if you left your review, you came and clicked and it was like team Kristen, team summer, right. Team Vicky. And, and so everybody came in like, and, and then their, the coaches were like, come on team, uh-huh. like we're falling behind. And they oh. were, and the teams were all like, you know, you haven't left your review yet, uh-huh. Stacy, you know, so come uh-huh. on. We gotta. And then the, the winning team got a little bracelet from me, you know, so it was just something oh, fun, a little contest that fun. we did. Yeah. But yeah, it really worked well because I think they were the ones doing the ask and mm-hmm. I, I just could be removed from that just a little bit and I could just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But um, they also met with me a couple of times throughout the process and we were just able to have fun and enjoy. We had a little group text going throughout mm-hmm. the whole launch and, um, 
and then they kind of divvied up the responsibilities also of like letting the team know, okay, tonight is our Bible study night. Mm -hmm. Here's the zoom link. Here's the questions. One of them did that. Another one did like, here's the social media stuff to share. You know, could you please share this today? And then another one, um, Uh, let's see what she would do like interactive within the group. Hey, what's Mm -hmm. your favorite thing about, you know, the, this topic in the book, like, and Uh she would just kind of keep that going. And then the fourth one did giveaways, you know, Hey, we're doing a giveaway this week. So they each just kind of had their role and Uh they kept that. There was a, we had a little uh, Google sheet we were working off of and they knew, okay, Tuesday's my day to share something in the group. And they they just kind of managed that. And that made a lot less work for me, Uh but I was, (laughs) you know, just kind of right. Working with them and saying, Hey, you know, we're going to this week, our giveaway is, you know what I mean? And then they just kind of ran with it. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Cause I know, yeah, there's always so many people in the launch team that want to help, mm-hmm. you know, in an elevated way if they can, you know, and then there's some that are, you know, they're just born cheerleaders and they're so good at that. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. then asking for reviews. I know that's tough on the author, especially to have to ask, yeah. but you, you no, know, that's you want to get that feedback and show prospective readers um, that you do have a new book that they could possibly mm-hmm. read and be encouraged by. Um, so I know you are I'm sure have other books under your arsenal after you've written a few already. I want to ask you what you're doing. So as an author like yourself, you've already published a couple of books and then you're still, of course, reaching new readers and followers for your new books that would be coming out. What are you doing today that's being successful for you to reach new readers? I don't even know how successful I'm being right now. I'm just in full podcast mode. Like that really Uh is a new way for me to engage my audience and I want to let people know who I am through that, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm not going to just be doing the topics of my books. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that um, my podcast, it's going to be a Bible podcast. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk through different Bible passages. The title is live like it's true. So what does it look like to live like this story from the Bible is true. Mm-hmm. And I could foresee this helping me engage Uh, you know, I think that when you have conversations with people Mm -hmm. about a topic, you learn to think of it in a more well-rounded way. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it will serve my readers because they'll have, uh, you know, a whole new library shelf of things to listen to and and maybe whet their appetite for new books coming out. Like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what it will lead to. All I know is I felt like the Lord was leading me to take this next step and, podcasting seemed like a natural next step and I'm just going to be faithful and do my best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We all can't wait to listen. Well, you said you also have a busy fall of speaking. So are you on the I road do. speaking like in-person speaking events? Yes. Yep. Okay. So you're As definitely have, beating new readers that way too. Oh yeah. Yes. And that is something, you know, I have done for, you know, quite a few years now. Um, I've never had quite this busy of a fall. We'll see how it goes uh-huh. with COVID. I, I think I have eight different retreats wow. this, this fall. So I will be quite busy. So I worked really far ahead on the podcast and just mm-hmm. hired a virtual assistant who's going to just manage social media and that for me. Oh, yeah. Because I, I can't do both. You know, yeah. I can't be both. I've got to have my heart and my mind just totally focused on where I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I cannot 
do both at once. So that was the podcast was sort of my summer project Uh and then fall. I'll just be busy speaking. I hope (laughs) we'll we'll definitely put a link in there um, to your podcast. So this has been wonderful. Shannon, do you have any resources you'd like to share? I know you have some um, resources that kind of correlate to the books you've written on your website. I'd love to hear you just share where they can connect with you to download those or just get in touch with you more if they'd like to. Yes. You know, I have book called Influence, Building a Platform that Elevates Jesus, Not Me. And mm-hmm. we have an influence quiz that you can come and take. Mm-hmm. So if you come to my website, shannonpopkin.com, you can find the influence book. And there's lots of different freebies and resources there for you on that page. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the Book Marketing Mania podcast. Thanks for having me, Kim. It was great. 